Welcome back to another episode of Caps Off by the Game Day. It is Fantasy Recaps Tuesday. We're live. TikTok, YouTube, Twitter. We're live in studio with Felipe. He's back. He took a red eye last night um, from Frisco, California. Frisco. Frisco. Uh, How was it? How was the game? Dude, I'm exhausted. Got in this morning, like an hour and a half of traffic on the way from, from the airport to the office. Didn't even make it home. So, like, in the airport fit and shit, you know? But, um... Hey, man, we're back. We're back in the studio. Get to talk about week five. My guy, Justin Fields, is back in the Let's top, fucking go. top five conversation. QB3, we're going to get into it, so that's pretty exciting. Let's fucking and, go. And um, my other guy, Lamar Jackson, is not being helped by his teammates. So I know we're going to talk about that, too. But nah, I'm excited to get back into it, bro. I know you had a big week, too. Miami. Yeah, Dolphins. Miami has the, the Dolphins. Dolphins. I mean, I forgot that they played it after every, after every <laughs> score and then every extra point. So. Yeah, it was a little deep, but it was uh, it was a good time, man. Dolphins, Giants, but Tyler and I had a good time. I am jealous, not only from a football standpoint, but from a fantasy standpoint. Like you always want to have guys from your favorite team on your mm-hmm. fantasy team, like guys that just perform. Like you know, these guys are gonna go off and shit like that. Cowboys are fucking worthless right now. CD's not getting the ball. Tony Pollard yep, can't do anything. Yep. The Dolphins, the H H N. I know we're gonna talk about his injury and stuff like that, but like Waddle finally got in the end zone. Tyreek Hill is a fucking dude ticking time bomb to go for eighty yards. Like insane. The Dolphins right now have probably the best offense outside of probably the Niners for fantasy production. I would even say the Dolphins probably have the better offense for fantasy than the mm-hmm. Niners only because there's so many mouths to feed mm-hmm. and you know it's going to run through Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. But Mostert found the end zone. A.J.M. found the end zone. Tyreek's going to find the end zone. Um, I don't even think actually Tyreek scored a touchdown, but he – oh, wait, he did. He had that long bomb. He did, Jalen yeah. Waddle got caught a touchdown and Waddle hasn't even played well. It was It's crazy. The Dolphins offense, this was their worst game of the year. They only had, I think uh, – they limited plays, obviously, because they start. They took off all the starters in like the end of the third, fourth, yeah. and they started like over 500 yards of offense. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. It's, so, dude, they're like literally like we talked a bit about this yesterday on the regular pod, but they just look like they're having fun out there. Yeah. Like it's so it looks so easy to them. Yeah. Like they're playing a fucking video game. It's fun, man. You love to see it. It's fun, man. They're I playing mean, fantasy in real life. That's what it is. At one point, but last week, I almost had Mostert, Tyree Kill, and Achan on my team, and I would have started all of them because one of which is going to at least have that game. Um, we're obviously going to get into a chance injury. Uh, a lot actually happened in week five, a ton of fantasy work. Obviously the running back positions right now is, is probably the most, um, ambiguous. I would say it's, you don't know what the fuck is going on with running backs. Mm -hmm. So we're definitely going to break everything down. Um, we're going to talk through some biggest losers, some biggest winners. Um, you know, Cooper cup obviously was back. So it was nice to see him play, um, go through some, you know, highlights, um, and then, you know, submit your fantasy questions. We'll see if we can answer them and kind of go through it. Um, shout out Noah, who just said, yo, this is my first live I'm catching. Welcome to the live, brother. Hell yeah, Noah, um, what's you have up? Fantasy question, make sure to, to let us know. But I want to start with uh, the biggest losers from week five. Week five definitely brought us some losers. The first one I want to start with is, is actually on the defensive side of the ball. It's not really something that I feel is like the sexiest, but I think their defense is going to hurt their offense, and that's Buffalo's defense. Buffalo's defense is losing Matt Milano for the season. Daquan Jones is going to be out for a couple of weeks. That is definitely going to affect that the way that offense can run. If that defense is going to be giving up a lot more points, I don't. Matt Milano is one of the best linebackers in the NFL, so losing him is definitely troublesome. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? It could be a positive thing. I mean, the the defense is giving up more points. You know, the office is going to have to show out and put up more points. That's one thing Josh Allen can do. Mm-hmm. Another thing he can do is turn the ball over a yes, lot, so maybe that'll lead to more of those. But I don't know. I, I I always lean on the positive side for Josh Allen, and I think if they're having to get in more shootouts, that's actually a good thing. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe another angle to look at this with this uh, Bills defense's injury and stuff like that is 
the whoever's playing Buffalo, maybe there's some some added firepower for those like offensive players that could be going against them. For sure, another one that you could definitely speak on. Another big loser that you, I don't think is on your list that I added last minute uh, is Dak Prescott and the entire Cowboys offense right now. Yeah, I mean, Dak Prescott right now is QB 21 through five games. It's atrocious. They have a run-heavy approach. Now, I still am going to say when we do our fantasy buy low, sell high episode on Thursday that both CD to me and Tony Pollard must be a buy low because naturally the offense has to change. We always say in fantasy, like if you're, if the team's been performing poorly and the fantasy guys aren't performing either, then like there's a correlation between like better days are ahead. Now, if the team's playing well and the fantasy guys are playing poorly, then that's worried, you know, room for uh, concern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do think better days are ahead, but it is concerning. The run heavy approach is definitely not beneficial for those assets. It's not only that, even when they're going in the, their passing formations and actually throwing the ball, like mm. they're not targeting the guys. They're not targeting CD. CD has in the past three games, 15 total targets. It's crazy. Which is insane. Not it's even 15 catches, like 15 targets. And so they're not even looking at it. It's not game plan to form. You like to talk about manufactured touches. This is like the opposite. They're like Beyond, literally yeah. manufacturing non-touches they're like yeah. let's get the ball like you're giving the ball to, to like you said it's run heavy but why would you why would you favor rico dowdle on some carries over trying to get your guys involved in the receiving game even brandon cooks hasn't done anything all year yep. he's an explosive like he's ready to go he's ready to explode at any moment imagine he was on the dolphins y'all would know how to use it's him perfectly. crazy yeah. and so these cowboys targets obviously they're not or these top playmakers that you thought would be top playmakers mm-hmm. in the beginning of the year. They're not doing what they what we expected them to do. And I actually don't know if it's going to change because why wouldn't they have changed it already? I mean, I know like you have to hit off the ground, the floor to really like create some change. But Mike McCarthy is so stubborn in his ways. That's fair. Look, I think they're both holds right now, like C.D. Lamb and Tony Pollard. I don't know if people are going to be wanting to trade for him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're even doing a fucking buy low sell segment right now, whatever the fuck it is. But I would probably just hold on to them. And they're still must-starts just because they could pop at any moment. Um, and, and, look, this is probably the worst they're going to look at this moment. You play the Niners, great defense. They're going to get better. So I'll just kind of hold on to them. But it's, it sucks to see that, like, Two guys that were probably going in the top 15, Pollard and CD. It's crazy. Yeah. Are not performing. Look, I think better. I do think better days are ahead. And you said, like, why would they change now? I think because fortunately you, you have a game next week and then the buys coming up. Buys are usually the opportunity where things get to, to begin to change, hopefully. So I see it with the, the same thing happening with the Packers offense, right? They have a buy this week. They're going to get Aaron Jones back. You know, I've seen on some lists like Christian Watson was not the guy that you wanted to draft in fantasy. You should have faded him. But I think, like I said, if the offense isn't performing and the team isn't performing well, like they're losing games, things are going to change, yeah. right? Like, so I will say Kellen Moore probably would have been more beneficial. He would have had more creativity in the offense. Oh, for sure. But you brought up the Mike McCarthy example with the Dolphins. If Chase Claypool goes out and has 400, 500 yards this season with how bad he's been in Chicago and not being used, it will be the perfect example of – these, you know, young offensive-minded coaches being able to put players in a position to succeed, and Mike McCarthy just isn't doing that. So yes. I definitely think the Cowboys were a, a major loser. Another major loser is really Baltimore's offense in its entirety, right? You mentioned Lamar's not getting any help. There's far too many drops. Uh, I On our recaps episode I talked about yesterday, they had seven uh, credited drops. That's the third most in a game since 2017. Yeah. And which th- is unacceptable. Three of them were touchdowns. So if you have Lamar Jackson, which I have, unfortunately. We both. Actually, I don't. What am I saying? I don't have Lamar. You don't? Okay, well, <laughs> good for I... you. Good for you. Because, like, I, I don't know what I would rather have. I mean, I, I say this, but I actually would rather have what happened with Lamar because at least receivers can probably fix drops. But it just sucks that a guy finishes with nine fantasy points, which is a terrible performance for a quarterback, yeah. especially a guy that 
you at least should project around 20 usually, um, if not way more on a good week. If you actually, three of those drops, seven drops total, like you said, three of them were touchdowns. touchdowns. Straight up touchdowns. So you add three, that's four. Uh, four points each, twelve, and then you uh with the yards included in that. I don't know. It's already six, at, bro. Yeah. Like we're already at twenty-one points. Like, like add twenty to what he just like. You're, you're you're getting close to like thirty. Like it just sucks to see a team let down a quarterback. Not only in like a in real life, actually losing the game. Obviously, that's like more important. But to us, what's more important is fantasy. And it all it also just it, it makes your whole fantasy situation fucked up if you got Lamar at quarterback and he's not scoring what he's supposed to score. Not only that, but like. If you started Zay Flowers, obviously you're not it's getting tough, too much yeah. out of there. Like Mark Andrews, you're starting for sure. Mm. Just not great. It's tough. I saw a video that, which I didn't know this, but the reason actually these drops are happening is because the wide receiver coach is making the wide receivers and tight ends practice by catching a rugby ball. Why? Because he thinks that you need to be able to catch any of these balls if they're not perfect spirals. But yeah. the rugby ball's bigger. So I don't fucking understand how that translates to a football. Football is a completely different size. So if, go back. When we get off the pod, go back and watch the videos of the drops. Their hands are fucking wider. Like, so the drops are a byproduct of how the coaching is is actually... That's so dumb. It, it's Also, it's, wouldn't it be easier to catch a bigger ball than a smaller ball at some point? Yeah, like but it's, it's rounder. Got, it's rounder. So, okay. like, if I'm trying to catch a ball here, naturally the football is going to be here. Bro, like... It's you, crazy. You, Steph Curry's not practicing shooting threes with a fucking volleyball, dog. You're doing too much, yeah. Like, what are we doing? That's so way stupid. Too much. I'd also say Todd Monken was supposed to be this offensive guru coming from fucking Georgia and hasn't looked good at all. Like, just looks out of sorts. Better days are probably coming, but I definitely think better, Baltimore's offense... I will say is this. A, is better days are coming. Drops are fixable. And guys go on bad runs. They get the yips. It's, it's like going cold in, in basketball, right? It's the same thing that happens. And with Todd Munkin, these receivers are open. Mm. And Lamar's finding. Lamar looks great. Like, oh, come on. I mean, Jack pulled up the, the passer rating last week, just passer rating ever since Brock Purdy became the starter last week or last year. So, like, midway through last year. Just passer rating. It doesn't even include rushing at all. Mm. So, usually that goes against quarterbacks who are good at rushing. Yep. Uh, Lamar Jackson's third. Yeah, it's crazy. And so he's a great passer. Yeah. And he's finding his guys. They're not catching it. I think that's going to turn around. Yeah. Another, a few more uh, big losers from week five. Ramondre Stevenson. He's losing playing time to Zeke right now. The offense looks bad. I'm fading every single person on that offense. Like, uh, yeah, you're, you're <laughs> now the problem with Ramondre is obviously the whole entire running back as field, as we've discussed, like it's just a complete wash right now. There's not any consistency outside of Christian McCaffrey. A-Chan was the next closest to consistency. He's, you know, going to be out for a couple of weeks. Mostert, I guess you can put in there. But outside of that, Bijan maybe, but Bijan hasn't exploded to the extent that we've, you know, expected. Ramondre right now, he's a major loser. He's lost playing time. Usage rates have gone down. Um, I'm fading that entire Patriots offense. Another big one that I want to bring up um, is James Cook. James Cook, you know, had only 50% of the carries this week. Um, he's kind of a low-end RB2 at the moment. He was RB15 through five weeks. But... I think he could still finish as a top 24 running back. Yeah. But the usage isn't there like we had expected. Yeah, it kind of sucks. I feel like we – I know there was a lot of hype going into the season with James Cook, but at the same time, we've just seen Buffalo do this with in the past mm -hmm. when they had, you know, Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. And like, you never knew who was getting the ball, what was going on there. And, I mean, to see only 50% of the carries, especially, especially considering he's an explosive back, so he can do what – you know, when he touches the ball, he can make a lot out of it. I, I think you just hope that – the running back position is so bad. Even you just mentioned Ramondre. I'm probably still starting him because, like, I just don't know what I'm getting from other guys. Yeah. And so I mean, you're probably still, you're, you're still starting guys like that. Yeah. You're going to still start uh, James Cook. But it's nice to see he's not, he's not getting carries. But what I will say, though, is kind of what you mentioned before. Like, with the Cowboys, you worry about a team 
um, you know, a team winning and the guys not getting their play because they're, they're, they're a certain amount of points or whatever mm -hmm. it may be because it's like, oh, they can sustain this and still not – these guys don't have to perform. But the Bulls just lost this past week. Maybe they're like, all right, let's continue to give our guys the most uh, – our best guys the ball because that's going to give us the best chance to win. Losing to the Jags it wasn't good, obviously. So maybe there's an uptick for James Cook. But. Yeah, I mean, I get it. It, it. it would actually bring me to my next point, which is like the, my last loser that I want to I wrote down was like Derrick Henry owners mm -hmm. because you got Tajay Spears who's yeah. you know closing in on him. He has three top thirty finishers in five weeks, yeah, like fuck. which is technically a flex play. Um, you know, Derrick Henry was RB twenty seven on the day. Derrick Henry, the only upside to a, to a Derrick Henry is if he gets traded to like a potential Buffalo, like right, like at the deadline. If Tajay Spears is playing better, and you could cut that contract loose especially knowing where the team is at right now. I don't know. That's the only upside that I see with Derrick Henry. So, like, I, I definitely think Derrick Henry owners, yeah. you know, that was a big loser. Bro, that's one of – Derrick Henry, like, this is one of the few guys here because, like, the other guys, it's just like, oh, get him more touches, James Cook, whatever. Mm. Uh, we know the talent they have. It's just – it feels like usage. It feels like not being in the right opportunity. Tony Pollard, for example. Derrick Henry's just he's, – he's worse than Tajay Spears. Yeah. Tyshay Spears is a he's better a, running back. He, well, he's, he's younger. And he's he younger. Have as he's many more miles. explosive. Yeah. He's more versatile. Yeah. Derrick Henry, like, he's always been, like, heavy-footed. Like, he's not quick. He's never been real quick. He's fast. He's not quick. He's just a big body. He's always been a big but body. But it's really looking – it's just catch, kind of catching up with him, it feels like. He's, like, really hitting that decline. Everybody was talking about when is Travis Kelsey going to hit his. Uh, nah, Derrick Henry definitely hit his. Like, look, I still think he can be useful in the right situation. Um, you think about you think back years when like all right, Larry Garrett Blunt was kind of like falling off, and then he went to a right system with the Patriots mm -hmm. and like still did his thing, yep. scored like 15 touchdowns. Derrick Henry can still be that guy uh, to do that. He's just not your your top five running back every single week that he used to be. Yeah, I'm, I'm with that. So, uh, Josh. Josh Pilecki uh, on YouTube said, "Is he asked is is Jalen Waddle a loser? I don't say Jalen Waddle's a loser. He found the end zone." Um, obviously four receptions, I believe. Yeah, maybe five targets. Um, look, I think the Dolphins are going to get into some shootouts, right? Like mm -hmm. they're Jalen Waddle is going to have some days. Now he's not the wide receiver one, low end wide receiver one, high end wide receiver two that you may have expected. Uh, luckily found the end zone. I know we keep talking about like if the offense is good and yet the player isn't getting that production, it is kind of worrisome. But like we've said, the Dolphins offense is probably the best offense for fantasy production. Easy. So no matter what, Jalen Waddle will always be a must start. He's going to have days where he blows up and Tyreek Hill doesn't. He's going to have days where Tyreek's the guy and Jalen Waddle does not either. But the best part about Jalen Waddle is his average depth of target is always going to save him in fantasy. So, like, he's going to be targeted down the field at least 15 yards. You're usually going to see a stat line that is similar to what he had, which is maybe like four receptions for 89 yards type of thing. Uh, it's just whether or not he finds the end zone. So, Bro, real quick, Jalen Waddle had 10 targets, the most out of any player. That's for the crazy. Dolphins. So that's you're not worried about Jalen yeah. Waddle. It's just about converting though. He had five for thirty-five, five for thirty, and a touchdown. Oh, I, I thought it was like four, four for eighty-nine. Maybe it was last week. Potentially, the I think week it was four for eighty-nine. But anyways, week, ten yeah. targets. You're not worried about that. Yeah. Bro. He's gonna get. He's gonna get his. Yeah. Um. Let's move into our biggest winners from week five before we go into some uh, deeper talk. Um. The first one I want to say is obviously Joe Burrow, and Jamar Chase. Like, hey, welcome back to the party, right? Like, Jamar had a crazy day. Uh, he's finally been the guy that you draft him to be in those top two picks. Hell yeah. Uh, Joe was QB eight on the week. Jamar was, uh, Jamar jumped up to wide receiver five on the year with just that. Crazy. Performance. What an 50, insane performance does. 52. Who I th thought that DJ Moore, like after seeing that Thursday night performance, who thought somebody would beat out DJ Moore the same week? It's bro? crazy. Even in the season, I could, Moore's performance could have been the highest all year. Yeah. And then Chase comes out on Sunday and does I mean, his thing. You knew it was going to come at some point. I would also argue that like, 
I'd take it a step further. And if you own any of these Bengals players, like mm. that's you're, you're a winner because Joe Burrow looked good. Yeah. You could probably put him back in your lineup based on just based off of that performance. When T Higgins comes back, he's probably going to get his production. Jamar's going to, you know, his is going to lower a little bit. That's a better sign for that offense. So I think that they're definitely a winner. If you have any Absolutely. of those, those guys on your team. Um, another big one, Calvin Ridley, like fucking finally came back. He had a fuck ton of targets. I don't know how many targets he had. I didn't write it down. Um, I think he went out at one point with like potential concussion and then was cleared. So, and they won and they won. And in a game where, and he didn't even find the end zone. And in a game where like he looked, he, you needed a go-getter mm. that he, he looked good. Travis Etienne looks good. So I think Calvin really, that's a major one. Manufactured um, touches, manufactured bro. touches, like two rushes too. You had that 14 yards, seven receptions on eight targets, 122 yards. Like, and like we said, you're winning. Like this guy goes out, balls out. And, and now you win. Like, it's a sign for more things to come. I agree. I want to move into the big one, which is Cooper Cup. Like, if you're a oh, Cooper yeah. Cup owner, you probably got him late. If you drafted, like, closer to the season, late in, you know, yeah. early second, late second, mm. and you just got a steal. Mm-hmm. Because he came back, and he, both Coop and Puka earned a 30% target share, 30% plus target share. Both finished as top 12. Coop had 19 fantasy points. They said he was going to be on a snap count. He was not. He looked fucking good. On the first drive, he had, like, five receptions for 63 yards or something. Like, if you had Coop and you held on to him, you got to be proud of yourself. You could put him in your lineup. He and Puga are going to, you know, convert consistently. Hell so yeah. you got to be happy with that. Um, Love to see it, man. I tried to make a trade for Cup right before this, uh, tough, this past man. week and ended up not going through. But it's almost like, why would you ever doubt a guy that before he ever got hurt, he, he was, there was that crazy stat about like, he was just further ahead as far as 20 point weeks. Uh, the most out of any other receiver, like by far over mm-hmm. the past couple of years, like Cooper Cup is like that when he's healthy, bro. It's he might be the best in the league fantasy wise. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he's he. Uh, you got. I just traded. It's funny because I traded Coop right before this week, worried that something was going to happen with his hamstring. I got Tyreek, so I'm not as mad about yeah, it, yeah, and I got Kittle out of it, and I had a ton of wide receivers, but. Coop is a guy that like you. He's been the most consistent fantasy guy, like you said. So, um, you got to be happy with that. Some other big ones, Zach Moss. Like, if you're a Zach Moss owner, you were concerned with with Jonathan Taylor, you know, coming back off of the coming back off IR. Now, granted, they did give Jonathan Taylor that money that he wanted. He finally got paid, so we do want to always follow the money. But Zach Moss is showing why, like, even with Jonathan Taylor back, he can be the complimentary piece. So, if you have Zach Moss, he's going to be someone that you still could start, even if Jonathan Taylor is the guy that is that RB one uh, when he officially gets back. But he was on a snap yeah. count. But Zach Moss, m- massive day. Um, yeah, but I was feeling for Jonathan Taylor managers. Obviously, obviously he was on a snap count, so he's yeah. not gonna go crazy like game one stuff like that. But just see Zach Moss go crazy, I assume he's not gonna get like you know as Jonathan Taylor gets more touches, Zach Moss is is gonna go down. But that yeah. efficiency was insane for him. Yeah, it was crazy. And so hopefully that's not a like if you're Taylor manager, you're not a Colts fan, you don't really care about how the Colts do. You just want Jonathan Taylor to go off. You just you don't really want to see that from Zach yeah. Moss. A few more. Brees Hall, 22 of 29 attempts on the ground, 177 yards, RB3 on the day. Look, Robert Sala said he's yeah. going to be unleashed, and he was certainly unleashed. Now, granted, that Broncos offense is someone, or that Broncos defense. defense is susceptible to these types of performances. But You don't say, as a Dolphins fan. You do not say. Yes, I do say. Brees Hall, I mean, what a fucking day for Brees. I mean, bro, we're getting to a point right now where it's like, I could be in the running, I could be in the backfield playing running back against that Broncos defense, and you got to start me. Yeah, but you were also a dog. I was a dog. But I'm just saying, like, A-Chain, Mostert in the same game, four touchdowns yeah, each, crazy. right? Wasn't it? Like, eight yeah, touchdowns yeah, between yeah. them. And now you got Breeze Hall. Like, whoever is running back, whoever's in the backfield against this defense, bro, 
you better start the fuck out of home. Yeah, Breeze is also bad. approaching, like, just seeing that it tells me that, like, he could have RB1 usage. So if you oh, held yeah. on to him for this entire, you know, these first five weeks, you you got to be really happy with Breeze Hall. Um, mm -hmm. My my other two, obviously, we're going to talk about A-Chan, but A-Chan, when healthy, is gonna, he, he's an RB1 in fantasy. And it's crazy because yeah. he is doing it on so little touches. He's my favorite running back. My favorite running back. Oh I told Jack. God. I told Jack this weekend in Sanford, bro. He's just like so. He doesn't get it. You know, he's a hater, obviously. But I, dude, just the way he plays the game. And I know this is a fantasy, but like, man, he just looks so fluid. It's like we haven't seen a running back that look this fucking. He touches the ball, and it's he. He plays running back like Brock Purdy plays quarterback. Ooh you know what I mean? It's just so smooth. Oh, he. Oh, you don't see the. Uh, with Tyreek Hill, you see that like. Twitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With AJ, it's like, he's like floating on a cloud. He's floating. Oh my God. Did you see that run he had? That 78 yard run? Yeah, he I just did. looked it like out of he oh he's one of those God. guys where he's moving so fast that it actually looks slow. Yes. Is that weird to say? Like, yeah. It's I uh yeah. It, I had a coach in, in high school that used to say, like, you, you a lot of guys that are just like so smooth as runners, you can't tell how fast they are. Yeah, but it's just He's always one step faster. Oh. So he's always whoever it is doesn't matter who how fast his defender is. You're always one step faster. It's you don't know how fast you are, but that's, that's it's crazy because normally in fantasy we're gonna say usage is what makes you an RB one. Right. But how could you not consider H N an RB one when he could break open a 75 yard touchdown every that's given insane. Sunday? And the crazy part is he's second in rushing yards in the NFL right now, behind oh. Christian McCaffrey. He's like 40 yards behind McCaffrey or some shit like and that. And has ha and has 30 more than 30 less attempts. Which is insane. It's crazy. So, HN's going to be out a couple weeks. When the, you know, we're not even going to talk about the Dolphins. Obviously, it's a fantasy episode. But when he does come back, HN is an RB1, a set it and forget it. Mostert is also a guy that's going to get upticked. But my last winner before we move into some injuries is uh, Damian Pierce, actually. I've seen on some lists like Damian Pierce was uh, a loser. But for me, he's, he's a winner. I think we had Faraz on here a couple weeks ago, and the offense didn't look as good as it looked. But the thing with da with Damian Pierce is that, like, A, you're not going to get any return with him, and B, they're missing three offensive linemen. Mm. Like, he's a guy that if the offense is going to be good, he's going to get usage. And he did. Like, he got close to 100% of the snaps. Devin Singletary didn't do anything. Yeah. Last week, he had a he scored on the ground, but he had a passing touchdown, a receiving touchdown called back. So I think better days are ahead for Damian Pierce. He's currently, like, a mid-range RB2, but he had 20 carries, closing into getting those 100% yeah. of the carries. He's getting reinforcements on the line. Um, you got to be happy if you're Damian Pierce. I like the usage, and I like the fact that there's really nobody else back there. Yeah. Like, they got Singletary, right? I mean, he didn't even play. Is he hurt? He no. Not play? He, just, he barely played. So, so that's that's cool. I mean, oh, yeah, because he got a target. All right, so Devin Singletary got one target. But what worries me about Pierce is that, I mean, 20 carries, 66 yards. is not efficient. 3.3 is, is bad. But, uh, I mean, if they're not – if they don't have anybody else back there, so they're just going to give him the ball, that's fine. I mean, look, if they're going to get – Reinforcements back on the offensive line. Better days That's are going to be ahead. They obviously went up against the Falcons. The Falcons have a pretty, pretty good defense. So, look, again, the, it's one thing if all the, there were so many running backs dominating. It's another thing that there are no running backs that you right. can trust. So, like, Damian Pierce, if you held on to him, right. maybe better days are coming. And I do think better days are coming. But I want to move into some injuries, some big, big injuries obviously yeah. happening. Um, so, let's make sense of them. And I want to know your thoughts. Obviously, Justin Jefferson is the first one. He's going on IR with his hamstring injury. What do you make of Jettis's future? Because let's give mm. context to that. They mm. offered him a contract, a mm. record-breaking contract extension in the offseason, right before the season. He declined it. I think because he was, let's just make sense of it, like he was probably just waiting to see what that, that team looked like and what the future holds. I don't think we've ever seen a wide receiver like Jettis 
not want to sign that extension like off their their first couple years. Like I can't think of any because usually yeah. you take that money. If Jettis goes and tests free agency, oh. which like it's his it's his third year, fourth year, it's his third year, fourth, fourth. year. This is fourth year. Fourth. So he would be a free agent this offseason? Going into his fifth, or they'd exercise. They'd have to exercise. Try to get an extension. Condo, correct? Yeah. Producer. I thought it's his third. Nah, bro, it's his fourth. He was see these years. It's his fourth. I th yeah, you're correct. You're correct. It's his fourth. So, so he's as a first round pick. No, he was a second round pick. So this is last year. Yeah. No, yeah, no, yeah. no. No, he's a first round pick. Jefferson was a first round pick. Yeah, he was late. Yeah, because they they took Jalen Rager before him and everything. Yeah, the Vikings, the the Eagles took Jalen Rager before him. Could you imagine Jettison? I just remember a lot of receivers went ahead of Jefferson, but that receiver class was loaded, including my guy Henry. Ruggs. I'm pulling it up right now. I want to see when this contract is up. Um. Okay. He's an unrestricted free agent, 25. So he'd be he'd be on the deal. He'd be he, he'd have a 19 million dollar base salary next year. So he'd be. He'd All right. Be so he's trying to get an he decline an extension. Um. I don't it, look. I, this is a fantasy episode, but it kind of plays into what we were talking about yesterday. Like, should the Vikings Tank. blow it up? Maybe like this is a sign for things to come. Like, without just that's Jefferson's their best player. So if they don't have Jettas, they don't have anything mm. really. Like, they got some guys that can do a little something. I mean, Addison on his rookie year, like, oh, okay, cute. But they're not. What's their record? Are they one in four? One in four. They. They're in play for uh, for Caleb Williams at this point. Kirk is on the last year, I believe. Mm. And so maybe Justin Jefferson, like, this team goes bad, you know, and they they and they and finish really bad by the end of the year. They're in the play for Caleb Williams. Justin Jefferson can kind of, like, exercise his options. We're in the NFL today where guys kind of have some leverage. They can kind of – yeah. They, we've seen guys, um, not so much receivers to, to this extent, but we've seen guys try to force their way out in different situations. Jonathan Taylor just did it. We didn't expect that this offseason. So who knows if that's a situation like this. Yeah, I mean, also, like, you got to think about it around if they trade Kirk Cousins. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's a major thing. Even if you have Jettis, like, the fact that he's going on IR, even even if he was healthy, like, you were still concerned about, you know, what's going to happen with, with Kirk Cousins. I think from Dynasty perspective, he's – Probably fine because no matter what he's Jefferson? yeah oh he's he's, he's totally fine like top three pick um yeah. but for right now in redraft it, it is really tough the only case I'd make for maybe Jettis right now is if you're four and a or four and one five and zero oh, wait maybe like two weeks and put a feeler out there for Jettis see what happens with that situation because if the Vikings happen to roll off a couple games maybe they keep Kirk but you might be able to get Jettis because a guy a team needs weapons and you might be able to add, you know, add Jettis to your team. But that's definitely concerning. Another big one, A-Chan, yeah, obviously, he's missing multiple weeks, potential yeah. IR candidate. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, it Mostert's sucks. up, going to be fine yeah. um, in replacing him. But it, it's tough. We were talking about A-Chan. Um, but yeah, dude, even if you want to take it a step further, the, the players that are going to come off IR if he does go on IR for the Dolphins in November huh. is like a fucking a core, like an all-star team. You have Jalen Ramsey, Teron Armstead, and Devin Achan, and they had an at Jalen Phillips. So Achan's a tough one, man. That's a tough one to swallow. That sucks, especially um, in this running back landscape. It yep. sucks because you you, find, you you got this guy, you're like, okay, I'm starting him every week. Yep. And look at uh, sucks. But look at Jeff Wilson. I, he's he's going to be activated off IR. Their 21-day window is opening up. Uh, he's a power back. Savin Ahmed was also good. Obviously, he's not, you know, Achan, but he's the speed guy. Um, so he, he'd be a, a decent ad. Another big one, Travis Kelsey. He would have been a, a DNP. It didn't do not practice, did not practice if the Chiefs practiced today or actually yesterday. Sorry. Uh, we'll know more today. But that knee injury, um, I think it was knee or ankle. I don't remember, but it was slightly concerning. But he, if he doesn't practice this week, it is something to 
to take note of. For sure. Uh, two other guys, Dalton Kincaid, take Dell, both in concussion protocol. Um, I think the NFL made a rule where if you get into concussion protocol and you play that next Sunday, um, like the team plays next Sunday, they actually have to sit out. That was what happened because of Tua last year and Kenny Pickett as well, who had concussions. So just got to monitor that, see how they progress. There's a chance they don't play. And last but not least, James Conner just got the update, expected to miss multiple weeks. Um, So James Conner is obviously someone that I don't, DeMarcado was the the running back that that came in for him. He's definitely a a somewhat of a priority ad in this running back landscape. Um, But yeah, James Conner is going to be out for for a decent minute. Question. Yes. Yeah, so um, who? what's his name? On Sh- Shep834 underscore uh, just asked basically, like, basically, you know, what's the uptick on Jordan Addison uh, with Jettis out? What are your thoughts, Felipe? I mean, I think he'll get more targets. I think he'll get fed more. Kirk Cousins does like to do that, obviously. So hey, he's going to go to his number one guy. That's what he's always done. Even before him, he would go to Diggs. He would go to Thielen. So I think he does look good. It, it does bode well for, for Addison. Now, you're not going to expect Jefferson numbers, but – um, yeah, it's a slight upgrade, probably. Yeah, definitely an uptick. Uh, KJ Osborne as well. I prefer Addison over AJ, uh, KJ Osborne, but he'll be fine. I did see a comment on TikTok as I'm on Raw still out. I'm on Raw. Is uh, Dan Campbell went on uh, the radio this morning, said he expects him to play this week. So we'll see. Let's just hope it's not a sports hernia. As a reminder, uh, if you want to get in on any of the action with DFS, if you're a DFS guy, we got a ton of promos on the gameday.com. So make sure the gameday.com slash promotions to so check those out. Oh, yeah. Um, also. If you happen to ask some fantasy questions, um, right, you know, in, in about five minutes, we're going to go through and try and answer some of yours um, before we talk about the one thing that we really want to talk about. Uh, so make sure to submit your fantasy questions. We're going to get to that. Um, the last thing I want to talk about before we get into the questions, mm-hmm. uh, that's that's really the most important thing for us. Yeah, our favorite thing. Is, as you mentioned, Justin Fields yeah, and the Bears. my guy. Hallelujah. Let's react to the Bears fantasy day, okay? Because they right. had, they've had they had 450 plus yards of offense in back-to-back weeks. Justin Fields, over the last two weeks, has been the QB2. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's QB3 over the season now through five <laughs> weeks through those games. So let's start with uh, Justin Fields. What do you make of Justin Fields' day? Hey, I, dude, I feel like deja vu. I mean, we talked about this last week. I was like, it, this could be similar to what we saw last year. Bad start to the season, and then it started trending in the right direction. And we're like, oh, shit, this yep. guy is legit. Well, here we are. You can see that, I mean, it's early in the season, but two great weeks can already put you up there and in that top tier of, of quarterbacks. And I think it's trending in the right direction. I mean, obviously they played Washington. The defense isn't horrible. I mean, bro, like, the command, let's, good, not, let's not act like the commanders are, are, are a bad team. It's a they, good performance. They, they were close with the Eagles. So. And who'd they beat the, the week before that? The Broncos? The Broncos. They lost to the Broncos. They lost but the Justin Broncos. Fields played a damn near perfect game aside from that interception at the end. And so... I think this is a trend in the right direction for Justin Fields. I already said it last week, even more so this week. What a great performance. And the fact that they're getting DJ Moore involved more. That than DJ Moore, more, more, Definitely didn't want to say that, but, like, yeah, no, DJ well. Moore getting involved more. And, um, like, they're just getting in the flow, and that's what you like to see. You want to see confidence with your quarterback, your receivers, your best players getting the ball. And, uh, I mean, exciting times ahead. If you have Fields, bro, like, you were worried about him before. You're set now, and if anything, I know you love talking about, like, who's a buy, uh, a sell-high candidate, guys like that. Fields could be one right now. It's yeah. like if you need more depth in other positions, people are going to be salivating over the totally. over Fields. They're going to think he's going to do this every week. He's not. He, he'll probably still finish as a top, like, seven, five to seven quarterback. 
But if you need depth, then get get rid of Fields for sure. Yeah, look, the the field. If you drafted Fields, you should have known that the roller coaster was gonna happen. Yeah, exactly. right. Like you weren't gonna have a consistent fantasy guy. But he was the QB one over the last like eight weeks of the season last exactly. year. Exactly. Now the here's I think the biggest takeaway I have with Justin Fields' performance is last year he was the QB one over the last eight weeks. Don't quote me on it. He was one of the better ones. I don't. I think he was QB one. Yeah, he was because of what he did on the ground. Yeah, yeah. He's not doing anything on the ground right now. Yeah. This is all through the air. Mm. So. He's going dimes, dude. He's looking good. He looked great in his last in these last two weeks. So I am I, I'm actually really pleased with him. I would agree with Felipe. Look to sell him. Obviously, quarterbacks are the best people to try and sell for me personally because um, you know, you could probably get 20 to 21 points from a quarterback. You're replacing, yeah. You know, easily. Obviously, you want Justin Fields, but Justin Fields and you pair him with another guy on your team, it's an easy way to upgrade. But Justin Fields, man, this is this is the type of quarterback that we expected. Uh, QB three over the season just from two mm-hmm. amazing weeks. So mm-hmm. that's a that's a big day. Another big guy, DJ Moore, 16 receptions, 361 yards, and four touchdowns over those last two weeks. The offense has been humming. He's wide receiver one over the last two weeks yep. and wide receiver two over the season right now because of that big day. What do you make yeah. of DJ Moore? So the fuck high. Yeah, that's not gonna I think continue. you have to. That's not going to continue. But I mean, like I said, it's good to see the chemistry rolling between these two guys. They. What's crazy, they made that trade in the offseason. They have the Panthers' first-round pick uh, next year, and the Panthers look terrible, obviously. So, yep. like, the Bears are going to get – I'm just excited for the Bears. It's, it's good to it's, see them. Yeah, it's it's good, good to see them performing well. And DJ Moore, the guy they traded for, getting his touches, getting his targets, especially we saw some frustrations early, yep. and he's getting his. So, I think he's going to continue. I think, like, the, the chemistry is going to continue to evolve, and, and he's going to get fed more. Like, he, they, they need to. They're p- performing well when he's getting the ball. But you're not going to see this like, often from him. Like, it, well, obviously, you're not going to see 50 point performance. I don't think you're going to see many like 25 plus point performances. But I think you can rely on him yeah. as definitely like a wide receiver two flex guy. Yeah, I agree. Easy. I mean, I think he's in that wider, low end wide receiver two with upside range. Um, you know, you're keeping him in your lineup unless you have yeah. better options. But um, I think it's it's a great sign. I agree with Felipe. Look to sell high. Um, it's just not sustainable. But no. I do think he'll be a top 24 wide receiver over people, the season. People are going to think he's like, or like they're going to go crazy for him. Yeah. And so you got to sell him now. Also, like, like you got to keep in mind, and we've talked about this every single week. So if you've been here every single week for Tuesday's Live or Thursday's Live, you've heard us talk not only about Justin Fields, that better days are coming, you know, look to sell A-Chan, look to sell any of these guys that pop off. Because, again, it's not that you necessarily want to sell them. It's what the perceived value, yeah. of, you know, of their return could be. So right. I, you just got to, like, look at it like that. Um, and last but not least, Cole Komet, tight end one over the last two weeks, tight end two over the course of the season. Um, <laughs> look, I'm not expecting Cole Komet to be fucking Hemi Neutron, but I do think Cole Komet's a guy you keep in your lineup no matter what, yep. given how that offense is flowing. And, again, same with running back, tight end landscape. Obviously, never been <laughs> – hasn't been great the past few years. Yeah. And so when you get a guy like that that looks pretty consistent, then you bank on it. Tight end one over the past couple of weeks, I think that's just the trend of the offense. Like, DJ Moore, obviously, the same thing. <laughs> Justin Fields, same thing. These guys are going to fall off a little bit, but, uh, I mean, you can bank on a good floor, I guess, with him, especially with Fields, you know, training in the right direction. He's going to target his tight end often. Totally. Let's jump into some fantasy questions. So, as a reminder, submit your fantasy questions. I'm looking at the TikTok screen. We got Kondo uh, producing right now. He's going to tell me if there's anything on YouTube. Uh, So, make sure to submit your fantasy questions. We're going to try and answer them uh, for the next 10 minutes. Uh, So, EMT said, should I trade Devontae Smith for Amari Cooper, Alexander Madison, and KJ Osborne? Uh, I mean, Devontae's coming off a terrible week. 1.6 points, I think, fantasy-wise. I know because mm. he burned me. Mm. Um, but I, uh, Amari Cooper, K.J. Osborne, and who? Uh, it's Amari Cooper, Alexander Madison, and K.J. Osborne for Devontae Smith. It's a lot. I, I actually, I, I'm not even sure how to evaluate that. Like, 
Devontae Smith clearly gives you the best ceiling out of those guys. Uh, the, the Browns, they didn't play this week, did they? Well, no, they were on a bye. How's Amari been this year? I, I don't know. He's even, actually been, he's so, he's, he's he's been good. Now, granted, you know, DTR was the quarterback last week. So the way I actually kind I of evaluate this, do that? the way I evaluate this is like, Amari's pretty similar to Devontae. Yeah. I'll be honest. So like, yeah. if you if you need pieces, I'm not expecting much from Alexander Madison, but if you need yeah. pieces, I don't mind that. I think Amari Cooper might be a slightly you know, a slight downgrade, slight. but he is the wide receiver one. And if Deshaun's back, even though he, you know, he, his shoulders been injured, but I expect, yeah, here's what I'd say. I would take that trade because I think Amari and Devonte are pretty similar. You got a running back and KJ might give you some, you know, flex worthy yeah. um, points uh, with, with Jettis going down. Um, let's see. What are we, what are some, uh, here's another, well, this, I think it's the same guy. He's talking about Olave. Yeah, I guess also has Alave, Amari, Madison, and KJ for Alave. I would keep Chris Alave. I think better days are coming. I would rather trade Devontae Smith for Amari uh, and Madison and KJ. We got a question from Elias. Mm. Uh, who else are your wide receivers? I wouldn't say you're screwed. Um, obviously, he had a good first couple of weeks. He never found the end zone and had those good couple of weeks. I do think better days are ahead for like in general for Chris Olave. I know he got the, he scored the touchdown and he only had like two receptions. Um, I wouldn't say you're screwed. You know, I, I wouldn't over. What would you say? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't love him as a wide receiver one. I, I don't know how, why he's your wide receiver one. You, you might, you might be running back heavy. I guess. Uh, <laughs> I think you're all right. Like, yeah. yeah, if you got some depth at receiver, then yeah, right. you're okay. Um, would you start Jordan yeah, Addison yeah, yeah. if you have to? Yep. Oh, over Olave? Yeah, would you? Yeah. Uh, no. It's, well, it's you got to start both. Who yeah, else you're you probably starting? starting both, bro. Yeah. Um, someone said, well, well, here's a, here's another one. What should I do with David Montgomery? I think, I mean, set it and forget it right now. Even with Gibbs, he can, he's, he can play. Oh, here's a good question I want to interrupt with. Uh, is it time to move on from CeeDee Lamb? That's no, because I don't think, think people are going to be valued. Bro, this game happened on national television. The biggest game of the year, supposedly, up until the ass whooping that took place. And so everybody was watching CeeDee Lamb just not get targets. Like, he got a couple, he got a few. But like I said, 15 targets over the last three weeks. He, the Cowboys offense got exposed on national television. It got dark, kind of scared me. Cowboys offense got exposed on national television. And so everyone saw, like, that there's problems here. I just don't think you're going to get that many that much value uh, in return for CD. So I don't think you're trading him. I think you're holding you're on holding, to him. Yeah, it's a hold. He's going to have better days ahead. And look, his floor is still safe right now. Like, even though he's not getting crazy touches, he's still doing better. He's still putting up wide receiver two numbers. So yeah. I would hold on to him. I'd actually flip it. I would go, if you need a wide receiver, he could, you could probably get him for pretty cheap. I think in order, right. I would be pretty frustrated because CD is probably true. the wide receiver one on a lot of these teams. <sighs> um, you know, like I have CD on on one of my rosters, and someone's like inquired about him, and I'm I have Keenan Allen as my other one. There's no way I'm I'm trading CD. I think better days are ahead for CD Lamb. And what we know, especially look at what AJ Brown, what happened to AJ Brown. Once you complain about not getting targets, you get fed the next week. So CD's going to get fed this coming week. They're going to go into the buy. Better days are ahead. Um, and I and I think him and actually McCarthy met yesterday. There was there was a report they did, over that. But McCarthy's. Come on, man. You gotta be better, bro. You gotta be better. Uh, someone said I traded CD Lamb and and, and uh, McLaughlin for Amon Ra. That's the the backup running back behind Javante Williams. He had a good week. I love that trade, to be for honest. Who? For McLa uh, for Amon Ra. Okay. Um, I I. It's actually tough. I, it's a net for me. He traded CD and McLaughlin for Amon Ra. Amon Ra. Yeah. Nah, I don't like it. Yeah. I, I think 
like I said, better days are ahead of CD. There are similar types of guys um, in terms of like what you're going to get output-wise. CD, I think, has a higher ceiling. And so the fact that you also gave up McLaughlin, who's been playing well, then um, I, I don't love that yeah. personally. It's real tough. Uh, here's another question. Roberto said, I just lost Jettis. A wide receiver should um, is a weird format. Should I try to trade for – who should I try and trade for with Joe Burrow and Scary Terry? Um, I just lost Jettis. Well, with that combo, I mean, you got to look at teams who need a quarterback probably. It's, it's, just, it's just tough a quarterback because a lot of guys don't value quarterbacks like that, especially yep. Joe Burrow, only one good week. Yep. I, shit, bro. He wants a receiver to replace him? Yeah. I don't know. Guys in a range that you could probably look at. Um, I think guys like we just talked about him, CD Lamb, you could probably get pretty cheap. Yeah. You can, I don't even you know, like maybe those two guys you could trade for CD Lamb. You could get a guy that's maybe, um, that's been underperforming, probably. You know what I mean? So I think the only way to go about that is look at the team that doesn't have a quarterback and try and trade him Joe Burrow. I don't think you're going to get a return for Joe Burrow just off of one week. He's yeah, been yeah. terrible. But it's hard to say who you should try and trade for because like, we can't throw out someone without knowing. If a guy has, let's say he just threw out CeeDee Lamb, but then they, they have fucking Patrick Mahomes as their quarterback, why would they make that trade? Exactly. So you got to find the team that doesn't have a quarterback and then go from there um, and see what's available. Terry also hasn't been I'm good. sorry about Terry, too, man. I was frustrated. I had a bet on Terry, like, just, like, fucking, like, yards or something. And I know I had any time touchdown, and they threw his way, like, twice. So, I'm very sorry that you are currently a manager of Terry McLaurin. Um, a lot of questions about Tony Pollard. Should I trade Tony Pollard? What, what do you make it? What do you do with Tony Pollard? I think he, I mean, look, his value's low, bro. Like, we talk about trading guys. Like, I know the, the, the immediate thought, the rationale is, like, oh, this guy's not performing for me right now. I got to get rid of him. But your same rationale is the rationale everybody else is using as well. They don't yep. want to trade for a guy like that. So you're not getting great value out of him. He's going to pop. Let's say he pops off this upcoming week against the L.A. Chargers, which he totally could. There's very, They're very a terrible good run defense, yeah. Yeah, there's a very good likelihood of that happening. Now you're not going to want to trade him. And guess what? Everybody's going to want him. So it's just like you can't think off of, you know, what's been happening these past uh, few weeks. You actually have to analyze it completely. And the fact that I think Pollard has better days ahead of him and he's been pretty bad lately, not because of his skill set, but because – they haven't been utilizing him the right way. Yeah. I would hold him because you're not going to get the proper value for him. He's going to perform. And then later, if you want to trade him, then trade him. I'm with you. Uh, yeah, I think I think Tony Pollard's a little bit of a buy low right now. Again, let's just bank on talent. Better days ahead for the offense. Uh, his value is pretty fucking low. Um, this guy said, do I sell Justin Fields? We briefly touched on it. Yeah, I think. Yeah. You, yeah. Um, I wouldn't say like, yes, must sell type of yeah. situation, but definitely put some feelers out there. Package Justin Fields with another one of your players. See if you can upgrade at one of the positions you might need, especially running back. If you could put Justin Fields and a running back together and go get Tony Pollard, I'm not opposed to it, right? right. Like, let's let's look at those buy low situations. Um, I think that'd be a really good opportunity. Should I be trying to sell Lamar in my super flex? Super flex, nah. try to sell Lamar? Nah, quarterback so valuable. Lamar probably missed out on 15 points this week, at least from receivers dropping balls. That's not going to happen on a consistent basis. Hopefully, they stop throwing rugby balls for the receivers. I don't know what the fuck's going yep. on there in Baltimore. But Lamar literally had nine points. He should have had 20-plus if his receivers caught balls. He missed out on three touchdowns. You're fine with Lamar. Superflex especially, you're good. Um, a few rapid-fire questions before we begin to sign off. Uh, this guy, Tyler, on TikTok said, do I move Saquon? I'm down bad and need to change. I have JT as my RB2. Look, uh, you got JT as your RB2. Saquon's coming back next week, maybe? Yeah, I just don't think, like, yeah, if somebody, find a Giants fan. <laughs> I, I don't know who's who's valuing Saquon that high right now. The Giants offense is terrible. He is the only piece there. But even still, he had bad weeks against Dallas. Like, he had bad weeks against 
uh, like every team, like Saquon hasn't been good this year. So if you can get value from him, do it. But I would probably just, I don't know, hold on to him. Uh, Jason on TikTok said, do I trade for Aaron Jones? Aaron Jones, just knowing the running back landscape might be my favorite buy low. Okay. Because he's only basically played one week. He's had the hamstring injury. We know that the Packers actually take these types of injuries very seriously, and they're not going to rush someone back. They have the bye right now. He was practicing on a limited basis and then didn't end up playing last night. Mm -hmm. The offense's identity is non-existent. They need Aaron Jones back. They Aaron saw. Jones, you might be able to get for pennies. So I don't trade for Aaron Jones. I think you hold on Aaron Jones. Again, nice. a lot of these comments are, do I trade this person? Do I trade that person? But their values are all super low. So you got to look at it from the opposite side. Like People are going to be hitting you up for these guys. Um, a few others. Do I give uh, Darren Waller and Amon Ra for Travis Kelsey? Give up Darren Waller and Amon Ra for Travis Kelsey. Uh, I I would not. I I don't. I didn't see Darren Waller's fantasy output this week. But yeah, he had a decent game. He had a decent game. I saw he was getting targets. He was finally getting involved. And uh, who's other? Uh, Amon Ra. Amon Ra for Travis Kelsey. Nah, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it either because Travis Kelsey's been injured. Um, That's he's going to be injured. Look, Travis Kelsey is the number one tight end you always want, but it's also not like this team has been putting up these crazy statistics like they normally do in September. So I'd rather roll out any tight end and and, and hope for the best um, and keep Amon Ra. I think, you know, Amon Ra is one of the safest floors in fantasy. few other questions before we sign off. Do I trade away Stefan Diggs and Brees Hall for CeeDee Lamb and Austin Eckler? Absolutely not. Hold up. What is it? Who is it? Stefan Diggs and Brees Hall for CeeDee Lamb and Austin Eckler. Um... Yeah, yeah, no, no, nah, because Stephon Diggs has a wide receiver one potential at every single week, especially with his quarterback. And who's the running back? I I went away from it. Brees Hall, Brees Hall, No, Brees Hall. We just said he's he's trending upwards, bro. He's going fucking insane. I get the appeal with Eckler and Lamb, but it just it doesn't make sense. It's like as Scott fantasy fantasy Hall of Famer would say when he comes on here, that's a wash. Don't do it. Um, two other questions, and then we're gonna sign off. User six one five and a ton of fucking numbers just commented eight times. Do I give Puka Nakua, Travis Etienne, and Chris Godwin for CMC and George Pickens? Let's say it on three. One, two, three. No. No. Um, I think Puka, as we've talked about earlier in the episode, top 12 wide receiver this week with Coop. I don't expect them to both be top 12 a week in and week out, but I do expect them both to be top 24. Coop Cup is uh, Coop Cup. Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua are Coop two Cup. guys that can flourish, um, and Etienne is, you know, maybe what? RB, he's a top five running back rest of the yes. season, and CMC is RB1. I'll, t I'll take my chances with that. Um, and then another one. Do I thoughts on Devin A. Chan, uh, Devon A. Chan, RB one when he comes back. Um, not too worried about him. How's y'all seeing Cup moving forward? And then we'll sign off after that. How do you how do you see Cooper Cup moving forward? Wide receiver one solidified every single week. He's gonna ball out. There's not that much to say. I mean, they played the Eagles, good pass defense, and I mean again, Cooper Cup and Pukunakua balled out. They got their touches. Like fucking like sixteen, I think between both of them, maybe more. Mm. They're fine. McVeigh's gonna scheme them up. Cooper Cup, as long as that hamstring's healthy, which if he got that, he got involved that much week one. Yep. From from his or for the first week back from his injury, he'll be fine the rest of the season, bro. He's he'll if somebody wants to trade you the fucking house for him, go ahead. I agree. But if not, you're good. All right. Well, uh, that's all we all the time we have for this fantasy episode. As a reminder, Felipe and I will be back Thursday to do buy lows and sell highs. The entire episode, we're answering all these questions, yeah. who you could trade for. So make sure to come back at 1030 a.m. on Thursday, this Thursday.
with all your fantasy questions. If you need a fantasy question right now answered, make sure to go follow us on Twitter, the Felipe Fontes on Twitter and TGD tabs on Twitter. Make mm. sure to ask us fantasy questions. We'll be sure to answer it there. Um, and then tomorrow, make sure to check out our cafeteria episode. If you're new here, if you're from the For You page, uh, welcome. Check out the Caps Off podcast. We got episodes five days a week, and then we also do watch-alongs and pregame shows on Sunday for the Sunday slate. So Yeah, also, if you're still sticking around, if you want a chance at a free NFL jersey of your choice, mm. comment. Um, first off, go give us a rating on either Spotify or Apple. Much love. Whatever and you want to rate us. Yeah, wherever you listen, what? whatever you want to rate us, or both shit, dude. Extra points if you want to rate us on both. And then just comment on our latest uh, TikTok post or Instagram post, whatever it may be. Comment five stars, just like the words five stars, or maybe just put emojis. I don't care. And you might have a chance to win an NFL jersey of your choice. Yeah, that winner will be announced October 22nd. So, um, you know, hopefully we see you tomorrow for the cafeteria episode. And then Thursday, we'll see you again, 1030 a.m. live. Bye. See you. Caps Off Podcast is brought to you by The Game Day, starring Adam Tabachnik, Felipe Fontes, Jack Parodi, and Matan Mann. Producers Ben Wolfen and Matan Mann. Don't forget to check out our social at Caps Off Pod on Instagram and at Caps Off Podcast on TikTok. And go to thegameday.com for all the best sportsbook offers.